Did you accidentally use the slang word for breasts? What? Douglas Slim and Juanita, the podcast. Good morning. Good morning, Juanita. How was your weekend, Douglas? My weekend was as usual, lot busy, lot. I had two shows, but it went fine. Wow. It was live shows. It was quite nice to see a lot of people. Everyone kenal artike swap lah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it was a wedding, so everybody came in their gowns and stuff like that. But oh, kena cocok hidung also. That's the thing about going to parties now. Everyone does an artikate test, which mm-hmm. is you know quite nice. It feels safe. Yes. Um, I had my grandma's birthday over the weekend. You had artikate test also. Yeah, everyone did an artikate test. Oh, how old is your grandma? Uh, she turned 90 huh? But that's the thing about it She's Chinese right mm. So she has like Chinese birthday So I don't know oh, I, I feel yeah, like she turned 93 times already. <laughs> <laughs> Because the Chinese people When you're born yeah. You're one year old Right. That's how they count yeah. And then so they've got their, their Chinese birthday You've got the English birthday But a lot of old people I realise Even in my family right, They don't yeah. know how old they are Right, And they cannot prove it Because they don't have birth certificate yeah. And I'm like How can you not have your birth certificate <laughs> And it turns out the reason Is very very valid Because back then Was back then It's not like now Everything is digitalized. Correct Yeah They were like saying some stories right Oh yeah I lost my birth certificate I'm thinking How do you lose your birth certificate Because we were running away During the war I, Okay lah okay, that's, that's fair enough <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My grandma was on a boat From China When she was 3 years old I ah. doubt she has a birth certificate Yeah so And last time I heard right That you you don't get registered immediately. A lot of them are born at home. So they you know they have to then go to the JPN or something like that to oh. get registered there a few days later. Right, right. So a lot of them just don't have the birth certificate. But good like your grandma, was she uh, present uh, during her birthday? She was. She was very happy. <laughs> nice. Apparently like she was smiling at everybody. She ate a few slices of cake and she even uh, asked some kids for candy. She was like, <laughs> she just put her hand out like, give me. Yes. So, so cute. La. And it's, it's very nice. Uh, you know, I mean, as long as she's happy, I guess right That's the yeah. that's the whole point of it la. Yeah yeah. And but also 90 is really old I don't know when. I think when you're 50 You just stop counting <laughs> <laughs> So that's like in 2 years for you right <laughs> Oh <laughs> joking, nice joking. So Douglas has this theory About birthdays And mm. older people Apparently you stop counting Over 50 <laughs> Which is why this specific Date in 60th birthday Was very memorable Because she is a drama queen No this Date <laughs> Oh I that's mean, de- why Yeah she definitely knows It's her birthday yeah. And she wants it to be Super special and she wants everyone to celebrate with her because when I got this gig, I was yeah. like, wait, 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 why is there a helicopter? <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah, this this Datin, like, she would record a video of her leaving the house. So apparently, the years before, she had one where she uh, got onto a big motorcycle, like, once your, your dad rides those, like, big Harley, right, right, big right. bikes. Yeah. And then so then she would leave her house with a big convoy of people and then she would. Ride the bike into the ballroom, like vroom, vroom, <laughs> you come in and the year. Oh, she actually shot videos of this. Yeah. So you see, you watch the videos mm. and then you watch the entrance to yes. the ballroom. Yeah, yeah, like a whole <laughs> gimmick, on. a whole gimmick in full on production, uh. not a cheap <laughs> video shot on a handphone. Uh. Seriously, actual production. So uh, the year that I did, a helicopter was involved because she was supposedly gonna arrive in a helicopter outside the. Hotel. Oh, she does this every year. Yeah, very wow. dramatic, and she loves the attention. She just doesn't like one thing. Yeah. Her husband <laughs> What do you mean? No, I was told that like, she doesn't want her husband to show up She's like, Datuk must not show up I don't want him to come and ruin my party, right? Is, okay. I don't, okay I don't know what history they have, like, right? So, so I was the MC And oh, when it, it was over the top There were Brazilian dancers Mostly male Who were like, you know, topless Like just dancing the salsa and Inside, the I'm like, yeah, girl, get it That's how you do it And there were also like uh, Oh, this famous actor Hunky actor, like, yeah. hunky actor Showed up with a birthday cake And sang happy birthday Day to her, she loved the attention. There was this like Latin dance instructor who was flirting with everyone, <laughs> like, even me. I'm like, excuse me, 
I'm the MC. I'm working. Don't say, maybe later lah. You know. <laughs> but then, yeah. Jeng Jeng Jeng. After about two and a half hours into the celebration, guess who shows up? No, her husband. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. So Datuk shows up, right? People on the front they see they see him. They run in. They whisper to Datuk. She starts like almost crying. She comes in. Douglas, the man is here. <laughs> He's going to ruin everything. I'm like, he won't ruin every. What can <laughs> he do? Oh, so dramatic. So eventually, I was like, uh, what you want me to do? Said, no, get rid of him. You must get rid of him. I said, I'm not going to manhandle a dato. <laughs> That's going to be ridiculous, right? So what I did was, yeah. I used my cunning brain. And what do you do? I, I went to him. I said, Dato, thank you for coming. You know, Dato, looking forward to seeing you here. Yeah. By the way, Dato, the hotel is asking, should they pass the bill to you? And he was like, uh, no. And he left. <laughs> <laughs> Fly FM. So this man who survived heart surgery won a million dollars from a lottery. Oh, this is the definition of double lucky. You know, Chinese yeah. they have that this thing called double lucky. Yeah. This fella, like, he should be the new mascot for Chinese New Year. I mean, like fire <laughs> choice, and yeah, he's been around for too long already. <laughs> Use this guy, man, the embodiment of double lucky. <laughs> so here's the story, right? His name is Alex. He goes for a bypass surgery. Okay. His friend Larry gives him this get well soon card, All and right. in the card he puts three lottery tickets. You know, just for fun keep his spirits yeah, up yeah usually wouldn't win one I've received right. one of these in Ang Pao's before I was like yeah. what a cheapskate you, you gave me a <laughs> chance to win a lottery but you didn't give me anything actually that's why that's the thing right this is not a number lottery though it's like a scratch and win oh, so okay. you have to match like numbers colours and letters yeah. and the more you match the more the, you yeah, win the bigger the prize are right yeah mm. turns out all three cards had a match which means his total winning was more than 4 million ringgit insane yeah that's he can pay amount. his bill no he can buy the whole hospital <laughs> like with 4 million just walk in and take whatever drugs he wants because he owns everything here's a freaky part about it though it's not the first time that it's happened Larry got him a ticket for his 60th birthday and that, from that he won $1,000 so the actual lucky person is Larry la. right but only for other people <laughs> only for other people so Larry, it kind of sucks to be Larry Larry cannot be lucky himself when it did that's horrible he should have a sitcom written about him like everything would be cool every episode is about Larry making someone else lucky and he lives a sucky life <laughs> it's called Larry the lucky the lucky <laughs> Fly FM so our health minister KJ says senior citizens and people with comorbidities are not advised to travel abroad due to Omicron in case you don't know what Omicron is it's a new variant for COVID-19 yeah. Why are you uh, laughing, man? <laughs> this is a serious thing. I know, but did you accidentally use the slang word for breasts? What? Comorbidities. <laughs> You're such a man child. <laughs> No. I, you said it I didn't say no but no but seriously do you even know what comorbidities is right so I googled this mm. and um, it's a few diseases but it also includes like for, um, depression and anxiety uh, ADHD ADHD right? which yeah. confused me it, last time it used to be just like purely physical diseases so for example if you have heart disease but also maybe pancreas you know like not functioning properly right. then yeah lah, I guess you would have two medical conditions two diseases you have comorbidities but now now right. they've included a lot of mental health issues as well because they are all classified as diseases now. Yeah, so we can't travel or we're advised not to travel to the UK, Netherlands, Belgium, Germany and Australia because these are the countries with you know reported suspected cases of the Omicron variant. And this is like the super contagious variant, right? Yeah. Yeah, please. Okay, guys, uh, ser- now we'll be serious. Uh, if you have the comorbidities... Oh, I'm right? trying very hard not to laugh. Yeah. Okay. Please do not travel uh, to these countries uh, because yeah. I mean we wait 
waited so long already Let's uh, wait a bit longer And we have the local versions Of all these overseas holiday destinations anyway uh-huh. Yeah, like if you want to go to Sweden, right? Just cancel, I'm going to go Ikea Same thing If you like maybe want to go Paris Or what, cancel I'll just go to the nearest TNB pole Looks exactly the same I've been there, took pictures So no one can tell the difference I used to think that all the time when I was a child <laughs> If you want, if you had a trip planned to Egypt No need lah, just go to Sunway There, so got pyramid Fly so football happened over the weekend. Yeah. I googled football updates and I got Washington football team versus Las Vegas Raiders. You want to kind of wag is it? <laughs> that is American football, huh? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm not that dumb. But I don't have any football updates. How come? Oh, <laughs> boyfriend didn't tell you anything, huh? Lucky, yeah. lucky Douglas team is here. Okay. <laughs> The weekend was pretty insane. Liverpool were almost held to a 0-0 draw with Wolves. They managed to score a last-minute goal. With Wolves? Yeah, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oh, wow. But they are called Wolves. Quite, quite chunky. What a name, cool uh. name. Yeah, like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but well, they, they really made Liverpool struggle, man. In the entire match, they were so uh, defensively disciplined. Uh-huh. But one moment of magic from Salah and uh, he passed it and towards the end and then it was scored by, uh, was it Origi or something? Right. Name so I've heard Salah has been Saving the team The whole season Salah is just magic Right now You can't do anything wrong Uh, Yeah Then uh, Chelsea Who were the leaders Mm. Lost So now they're third Oh Yeah yeah They lost to West Ham Who has been beating All the top teams This uh, season They're just walking up to them Just like beating them In the face (laughs) (laughs) It was quite Quite fun to watch Uh, City Beat Watford 3-1 Manchester United With a new manager Ralph Rennick Uh, They beat Crystal Palace 1-0 uh-huh. Yeah, Crystal Palace also they, they, they sound like some weird uh, under, house under the sea kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some Little Mermaid. Yeah, and also they are Brighton's like uh, rival, so we don't like them. Right. Correct. About Brighton, guess what? Did we win? Did we lose? Did we draw? Just take a guess. I uh, take a guess. Draw. Yeah. <laughs> again. I cannot take it anymore, lah, Wanita. We drew against Southampton. Southampton, uh, below us, so far down. I don't know how come we only ended up with the draw. And again, uh, we we were losing first half. Yeah. Second half, last minute, we scored. So anyway, here's a chant. Of course. For all the Malaysian, Brighton and Hove Albion supporters, hey, tabahkan hati, guys. We cannot give up because we need to spur our team on to at least win one match, lah. Nine draws already, you know. It still gets me how you always do this chant to one person. There's one fan. <laughs> there are, that's there you. are more. We are the silent majority. Okay, everybody, stand up. Let's go. Okay. One, two, three, four. Brighton and Hove Albion. We can be champions. But it's insane. We draw again. How to <laughs> whack everyone? Please let us whack someone. Da 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 Fly. FM. So Undi 18 to come into force December 15th. <laughs> I hope they don't mess up the facts. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> on December 15th we all show up like, so where's the Undi 18? And say, oh yeah, I got wrong lah. I thought it was Undi 15 on December 18th. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Too many numbers lah. Sorry, sorry, I got gout. <laughs> <laughs> it better not. So the constitutional amendment lowering the voting age right from 21 years old to now 18 years Good. old. Good. It's so refreshing to see this because 18 year olds have been going to parliament They've been going to rallies yeah. And really pushing for this A lot of student activists Have shown up on the radar as well yeah. However, this will be still too late For them to take part In the Sarawak elections, right? Yes, yes But it is a moment in history though All I was looking forward to When I turned 18 Was going to the club <laughs> <laughs> Like, yay! Actually, uh, yeah that's, that's really good to know, Juanita Are you registered <laughs> to vote yet? Yes, yes I okay, am Okay, thank you <laughs>
<laughs> but don't feel so bad lah. Don't feel so bad because actually, right? If you think about it, going clubbing is very similar to voting. How? <laughs> well, you start with standing in a line. Uh-huh. Yep. So you stand in line and then you slowly inch and you inch and you inch and then finally you enter a room with strangers. You see, you see the similarities. Uh, then your you know a body part gets marked uh, for voting is a finger for a club usually is a wrist and right, everything. Right, right. And then tiba tiba lights out. <laughs> that last part just joking. Okay, guys. Fly FM. 18 year olds can now look forward to voting because Undi 18 soon to be in the constitution. December 15th is the date. So we're asking you, what did you look forward to? When you turned 18 Brendan uh, The one thing I looked forward to When I turned 18 Was getting my grandfather's car <laughs> Getting wow. your grandfather What car did he have? Ah, So my grandfather Growing up He had a really really nice Sports car Okay right? And then he told me that uh, Once I turned 18 I could have the car What, he nice. told you he tell anyone what was it in his will like what was yeah, it he told everyone like he was, he was in his will he, oh. he told me when, when I was young mm. you know and then uh, suddenly my grandfather passed away before I turned 18 so it was it was in his will you know and everything you know my so my cousins my siblings all they were like oh why did fella get the car I don't get the car <laughs> that's why I, said, I don't know grandpa said later later he come visit you you ask him <laughs> <laughs> so you turned 18 and you finally got to get to use the car to drive it around? So yeah, I turned 18. It was it was a dream. It was oh. it was a real dream. I got to drive the car. I mean, so many memories, you no know, going going for road trips with my grandfather, yeah. going to the market in with his car and everything like that. Sweet. It was a wonderful experience for about three days. <laughs> What happened? Because one thing you don't learn when you get a nice sports car is that petrol doesn't last long and petrol <laughs> is really expensive. <laughs> Okay, one full tank. How how long? One full tank, maybe. Okay, depending lah. When I first got the car, sir, let's go up to Genting, let's go to Kamal <laughs> Islands, all you know. So there already, makan petrol about three days gone already. Wow, that's a guzzler, man. And at 18, you know, we didn't have much money, so I was like, okay lah. So I took it, drove it, and after all, because it's an old car, I had to take it to the mechanic to oh, get die. it checked and everything. Die, oh, sure no. die. Oh yo, the spare parts. I think cost more than <laughs> I sell my 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 body spare parts, lah. I think. <laughs> How did you manage? Uh, so I mean, I drove it around for a while, and then I realized that I cannot, I cannot afford to drive it, so I kept mm. it at home. Like now, we just, we just sitting in my house. I don't take it out. Oh, you didn't sell it or anything? No, I didn't sell it because it, I mean, it's my grandfather's car. Like, I don't want him to you know feel bad and everything. Like that. But <laughs> I do rent it out once in a while for photo shoots. You rent it for photo shoots? Yeah, because all the money I spent when I was 18 to pay for petrol and maintenance. Thanks, Brandon. Fly FM. Those can now look forward to voting because Undi 18 soon to be in the constitution December 15th. We're super excited for it. But we're asking you, what is the one thing you look forward to when you turned 18? Anna. So my story is uh, when I was in high school, my parents never allowed me to sleep over at any of my friends' houses. Okay. Mm, did same, you have same. Did you have like uh, like one best friend that you really wanted to have a sleepover with? Yeah, I had a best friend, and she basically just lived down the road from me. Okay. To understand why my parents didn't allow me to sleep over at her house? Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. You just just down the road. Yeah, just down the road only. Yeah, but um, basically when I turned 18, I was allowed to start having sleepovers. But when I turned 18, my friend moved back to her family house in Sabah. Alamak, so cannot lah. But the funny thing is, it allowed me to fly to Sabah to sleep over at her house and like spend two weeks with her. Wow, your, yeah. your, your parents are 
So for not, not being able to sleep at your friend's house down the road, okay, tak apa when you turn 18, tak apa go to Sabah and sleep there. Exactly, I can fly all over across the sea just because I turned 18. But before that, wow. just a few rows down the house cannot. <laughs> Yeah, so this funny. this whole like legal age thing can be quite arbitrary. Uh, sometimes, well, so now that, uh, that you discover that hey, I'm 18 already, not just down the road, my parents are allowing me to travel even up to Sabah. Mm-hmm. Did you like fill up your other travel plans? Like uh, you know, maybe go Sabah yeah. or maybe you know go overseas and stuff like that. I did go to a few places overseas, but mm-hmm. then along the way, I kind of realized. Traveling alone uh, is kind of hard because uh, at home, if I just stay at home, I get free laundry and I get free food. So, like, <laughs> oh yeah, now I kind of rarely leave the house. <laughs> oh, Where's the sense of adventure? Oh, thanks, Anastasia. I bet you in 20 years' time, they'll still be trying to get her to leave. Like they'll be begging her, Anastasia, you really need to get out of the house now, please. <laughs> just go anywhere. Go down the road. Your friend is there again. <laughs> Fly F. So this British anti-vaxxer was arrested for locking up a vaccination centre. What is wrong with these jokers? I mean, you want to be close-minded. Don't go and close people's vaccination centres. <laughs> exactly. You want to have your own opinions, that's fine. Don't go and force it on other people. Correct. Right. You don't want to chocho. That's your problem. Don't stop other people from chochoking. Understand? Yeah, so this is what happened. He left 504 people vulnerable Gee. because they couldn't get their vaccine. And uh, he's sentenced now to 12 weeks in prison. Good. But here's what he did exactly, right? He took the lock, locked it, and then he super glued the lock, the padlock. Super glue, ah! Huh? Super glue. How it. old is this fellow? Five years old, is it? <laughs> like, it's such a juvenile way of doing things. I remember yeah. when I was younger, I had this money box, you know, uh-huh. where I keep all my like allowance and stuff for that. There's right. a padlock, and I had the key, lah. Uh-huh. So, uh, my cousin was very jealous because he didn't have a money box. He had no money. So he right. was jealous that I was so rich, right? <laughs> yeah, with all these cents and coins. Yeah. And so, in order to spite me, he yeah. went and. Tied up my money box with string. He tied like a dead knot, like ikat mati, like really tight, tight. He was like, if I cannot take the money, nobody can take the money. What? I was like, you're such a juvenile. I took the scissors, cut the thing. Like, yeah, just, exactly. So easy. Like same thing lah. Why you go and do super glue and padlock stuff for like this? And by the way, uh, has anybody yeah. told this guy you can actually conduct vaccinations outside? It's perfectly <laughs> fine. People in Bangladesh are doing it in tents outside apartments. You don't have to be inside a center to get vaccinated. Yeah. Well, now he can enjoy. His time inside the jail. <laughs> Fly FM. So this man in India builds a Taj Mahal replica for his wife. Wow, Taj Mahal also got replica now. People are like pirating landmarks. Is it like this is ridiculous? <laughs> hey, no wait, Chop. Actually, my housing area Ampang, yeah. we have got a pirated landmark as well. We have uh, what is called as the, as the Ampang Grand Canyon. What? Yeah, it's actually just a giant sinkhole <laughs> that no one has bothered to fix. Right? But it's more prestigious, lah. You know, Ampang Grand Canyon to Lobang Ampang. Okay, okay. That's completely unromantic, okay? <laughs> this one is at least a little bit romantic. Okay, what happened? So this guy, Anand, he is a hospital owner. He told his he wife... He's a hospital owner? Yeah, yeah, he's a hospital okay, owner. Loaded, so like, so okay, loaded. So he's minting it, like, yeah. right? Yeah. See, he um, told his wife, you know what? I'm going to create a Taj Mahal replica for you when you die. Ooh. Yeah, she rejected it. She said, right. no, I don't want that. So he said, okay, I'll do you better. I'll build you a Taj Mahal replica to live in. So he spent the three years making um, the house, which okay. cost 845,000 ringgit. Actually, that doesn't sound yeah. that expensive, it's right? It's not that expensive. So If you like look at the pictures, it's huge. Mm-hmm. So it's actually quite reasonable. Oh yeah, so it's more like a Taj Tat Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> 
But he copied the exact architecture and stuff for that because you know yes. the original story of the Taj Mahal, right? Yeah. The this king, I think his wife passed away. The wife was so beautiful, so he built this monument Correct. in memory of her. Correct. But I guess a replica also is pretty good lah. So sweet that this fella. <laughs> yeah, well, this is actually a woman's tactic hmm? lah. Okay, you always reject the first offer so you can get a better one the second time around. My goodness, now <laughs> we know the secret is out. Guys, if you ever get rejected for the first time, just take the rejection and leave. <laughs> Fly FM. So this guy in India built a replica of Taj Mahal for his wife. So we're asking you, what's the biggest gesture someone has ever done for you? Cass. Oh, for me, it was like um, when I followed my boyfriend for his business trip in LA. Oh, okay. And, okay, but the icing of the cake to this trip was mm-hmm. that he actually surprised me. Oh, wow. He tickets in LA towards DJ Khaled. And he also like specially had backstage passes. I have no idea till today how he actually got it, but I was so shook. It was like... Such a surprise. A DJ Khaled concert is usually huge, right? And it's like backstage yeah. passes. Yeah, do you get a picture? Who got a picture? Yes, I got a picture. I mean, I met the man who was like DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. <laughs> That's how he greeted us, yeah. But then, except like you know, all this was like super nice because I think he thought I like DJ Khaled. But there was a small miscommunication because I actually wanted to see Khaled instead. <laughs> What? You wanted to see Khalid, not DJ Khalid. Yeah. Good. Oh, Khalid is the other fella. The, it's the, the young, dumb, young, dumb fella, right? <laughs> yes. yes, it's that fella, Douglas. <laughs> did, you, did, you tell your, did, you, did you tell your boyfriend you got the wrong Khalid? I mean, no lah. I mean, guess so. So, you know, I didn't want to like make him feel bad or anything. So, I was like, I, went, I mean, I was also happy to see DJ Khalid and I met him. So, I mean, that's also a bonus. So, it doesn't matter if I didn't see Khalid. At least, I had a great time with my boyfriend. Aww. Yeah, nice lah. Fly FM. This guy in India built a replica of Taj Mahal for his wife. Hence, we're asking you, what's the biggest gesture someone has ever done for you? We have our avid caller here on the phone. What, silly Billy? <laughs> silly Billy! Hey, how are you, Fly FM? Hey, miss you guys. So, I have a story that uh, happened to me when I younger. This is like something from a rom-com. So, I grew up in the Middle East in a small island named Bahrain. Okay. Right? And there was a girl I had a huge crush on. Her name was Claire. We were into the same things, weird things. Like, we were both into ice hockey in the Middle East. No one, there's no ice <laughs> in the Middle East. So, we're, I'm like, this woman, I, I want to date her so bad. Okay. Anyways, but then, you know, we were friends for a few years. I was too kind of, I was kind of shy to ask her. I would do anything, make a move. All right. But then, unfortunately, after, uh, after like a few years of knowing uh, her, she had to leave Bahrain and then go back to America. Oh, no. Right? And then I was heartbroken. I was like really, you know, I was just watching TV. I was so sad. And I was watching a documentary about uh, Native America or something. And they were talking something about a rain dance. What was I, your plan here? What, what exactly I, are you trying to do? So her flight was on a Friday. Uh-huh. It's a Wednesday. You know what? I got nothing to lose. So I went. I went to my roof and I performed the rain dance. No, I exactly how to do the rain dance. It's not. And it's not going to rain in Bahrain. I mean, I, I know the name is very similar, <laughs> but Bahrain's a desert. I mean, you know, I don't. Yeah. I don't even live there to know this. So, uh, like Douglas said, uh, it does not rain in Bahrain. Yeah. Uh, in, in a year, it will only rain once in Bahrain for forty to forty minutes to an hour. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you know, rain. So I did the rain dance, 
uh, Douglas Juanita. It, it rained for three days straight in huh. Bahrain. Shut I'm up. not kidding. There's no way that I, I I thought I had powers. I, I don't have powers, but it <laughs> rained so bad, her flight got canceled. Yeah. Oh. And <laughs> oh, so, so, so then she didn't fly and you could go over and you can confess your love and all that. Uh, unfortunately, no, because the roads were also flooded. Oh, man. Oh, but uh, I hope she knows you did that gesture. And if it doesn't, Claire, for some strange reason, if you are listening, the reason why your flight got cancelled for three days because of this dodo silly billy. <laughs> I feel so lucky that we live in Malaysia so we don't have to do rain dances for these things to happen. Uh-huh. All you need to do is pay some guy 50 bucks and he'll show up with two coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. Fly FM. So I was talking to a few friends recently. They attended a wedding in Sydney okay. where the vaccinated and unvaccinated people were segregated. Oh, like in separate tables. Yeah. And what did people feel about this? Well, the Australians were quite uneasy about this because it's, you know, uncommon. Yeah. yeah. The, I was I was guessing that also because in Australia they hate segregation. Everything yeah. is like one, everything is together. They don't like this all separation. Whereas Malaysia on the other hand, yeah. <laughs> we are segregation king of the world, man. <laughs> everything is segregated in Malaysia. Every facet of life, especially in a banquet hall. Come yeah. on now. Malaysia means uh, there'll be the halal and then the non-halal. There'll be vegetarian <laughs> and there'll be the smoking and the non-smoking section. That's and then we've had a special VIP section. <laughs> and then one corner next to it is the driver section now and I'll sit there poor thing. <laughs> but that's the thing what I don't get about this is even if you're in the same place you're still at risk of getting COVID whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated right? Like it, just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean that you can't get COVID. Correct. But I guess it's to make people feel a bit safer. Because right? if right. you are vaccinated, at least you know that in your table or at your table, everyone is vaccinated because right. you're eating with your masks off. Mm-hmm. Although, as you say, correct, if you're in the same building, yeah. this is a virus that's airborne. But maybe if you're sitting far away from the unvaccinated and they got the virus there, it'll be too far for the virus. They fly halfway, give up, you know, fall on the floor, something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know how it works. But this thing actually is about shaming. Why I think la, the Australian Aliens, uh-huh. They don't like You know why Just because I'm unvaccinated Why you shame me right. By forcing me to Sit at a table Marked unvaccinated And stuff yeah, like that yeah. Hey guys relax da. You want to talk about shaming uh, Taiwan weddings Are the best at shaming Do you know How it happens in a Taiwanese wedding No idea before you enter the ballroom, you yeah. have to give Ang Pao. Usually for a Chinese wedding, right? Yeah, give correct. Ang Pao. So normally, if Malaysia means you give Ang Pao, you go inside. Later, they'll check. Lah, yeah. right? And they'll call you bad names behind your back. In, <laughs> t- in Taiwan, they open the Ang Pao at the door. Are you serious? Yes. They'll open the Ang Pao. They will count how much money as you walk through the door. After that, they announce it on the PA system. The MC will announce, welcoming Mr. Shen Nao Ang Pao of 10,000. No way. Ah, And if you're one of those cheap skates, right? You sit at the furthest table like far at the back so you know and who gave a little bit who gave a lot of money it's all very clear in the Taiwanese wedding those are girls that are champions this is something that I would do at my wedding 100% it's all talking about your wedding uh, no <laughs> pressure la. but would you segregate your guests between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated oh, if it was my wedding if they are unvaccinated I'll just say it's okay no need to come just send money <laughs> brutal nice <laughs> Fly FM. there was a wedding in Australia where they segregated 
the vaccinated and unvaccinated. Mm. I have a feeling this is going to be a proper wedding tradition already. I support this new tradition 100%. <laughs> Some weird ones that I've seen across the world though, or I've heard of across mm. the world, which I'm going to quiz you about, Douglas. I'll tell you the tradition. You tell me the country of which it's from. Okay. Okay? All right. Tradition number one, bind the groom's feet and beat it with a fish. Bind, bind the groom's feet uh. Yeah, yeah oh. They'll tie up the groom's feet right, And then right. they'll hit it with a fish Hit it with <laughs> I'm guessing some <laughs> country That is near the sea law, uh, yeah. Because the fish is involved mm. uh, Greece No No, where? South Korea South, really? Yeah I'm surprised we don't know about this Because we right? we think we know a lot about Korean culture mm-hmm. But they never highlight this one uh. I've they, never seen it in any K-dramas There's no K-pop song about like tying the fellow's feet And, and hitting it with fish, nothing uh. <laughs> Here's another one One month before the wedding The bride will cry for one hour every day And uh, then after a week like The mom will start crying And then the grandma will start crying uh, with, the, with the bride Sounds like my wedding only <laughs> Mine is they're still crying <laughs> So this sounds like a very serious and dramatic culture mm-hmm. There's a lot of display of emotion So I am guessing India <laughs> no, uh, China no. Oh man So <laughs> close though India yeah. and China are very close Really, huh? Yes But what it is it The Hokkien's or the Hakka's or what? No, this was in the Sichuan province Oh, okay Didn't yeah. know that Didn't yeah, know. So I'm, I'm 0 for 2 now huh? <laughs> <laughs> 0 for 2 Okay, okay, last one The bride and groom cannot leave their house Or use their bathroom for 3 days after their wedding this sounds like a wedding in a very badly COVID hit place. Wuhan? No, we had China no. already, right? This no. was, uh, Okay, uh, f- I don't know, man. Hungary? No. <sighs> Tidong from the people of Borneo. The Tidong tribe. So that's like Malaysia. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That is like <laughs> Sabah Sarawak. Yeah, parts of Malaysia and Indonesia as well. And they are not allowed to leave the house or use the bathroom. Yeah. So the people will give them, people taking care of them, will give them like minimum food and water. You know, so because they can't use the bathroom. Well, and lots of plastic bags because you got to go somewhere. <laughs> Sounds like torture, right? Fly FM. So the Japanese might have bath bombs with cup noodle flavors. <laughs> On the surface, that sounds so weird, but it might be actually really calming and comforting. You know, imagine lying in a bathtub of soup, right? And you're like, ah, oh, I really feel like me, <laughs> like those noodle me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, like me, sugary me. <laughs> Is it so weird though? Because it's not just like you're in, you know, soup, soup, huh? right? You're also in the ingredients like literally bath bombs that look like the ingredients so imagine lying in the bathtub with giant shrimp and meat <laughs> looking bath bombs just floating around you it's weird how much do these things cost well they haven't actually released it yet it's kind of just a teaser by a noodle company a Japanese noodle company oh test market lah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it will go super well because not only that it's also very instagrammable right you yes. lie in your bathtub <laughs> you take picture got one prawn next to you <laughs> be fun I mean it's a very different take to the whole self-love bath bombs la, that you usually you know, we see and I think this is gonna be so popular other countries are gonna adopt it yeah. but for their own flavours based on their own culture la. so I can't wait for the bath bomb from Thailand <laughs> where it's like tom yum flavour tom yum gong <laughs> yeah to spice up your love life you know what I'm saying <laughs> or like from the Middle East yeah. they will do one but it's with rice oh. yeah it's called mandi with mendi <laughs> Okay, if Singapore, Singapore how? If Singapore, they can use whatever flavour on the bath bomb, it'll be the same. No taste. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Douglas Slim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on Fly FM.